0: It's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you.
1: Woo
2: Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Woo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 4.11 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. Today, we're going to go behind bars with the team as they take their annual trip to the prison. In the first half, newcomer Tim Atatukasi is going to come on and talk about transitioning to the team in the second semester and what it was like going to the prison in his first week with the new teammates. In the second half, Coach Tonald is going to join and reflect on that experience, talk about Tr- Tim's transition, and to continue the conversation about the line versus the box mentality. We're joined now by Tim Adetukasi. And Tim, it wasn't until second semester when you joined the team. So you were coming on the team at at kind of an interesting time. We just got back from our Florida trip. We were starting practice again. And all of a sudden, you're thrown in the midst of a locker room with guys you've never met. So what was that like to join the team at that point in the season?
1: Uh, It was a really daunting experience, just like – coming from high school, jumping straight into a college atmosphere, college environment. But the, uh, it was also exciting at the same time because, you know, now you're at the, at the level where you kind of have to perform each and every day and just, like, push yourself in every aspect so as to succeed. And I feel like the environment of Iowa really, the team, just kind of accepting open arms. which just made the experience so much easier to adapt to and everything.
2: Yeah, we saw right away that the guys were accepting of you, just the type of guys we have in our locker room. But about a week in, all of a sudden, you're in the vans driving to a prison with a (laughs) bunch of new guys. You haven't been around for more than a week. So as we went in that day, what was going through your mind on the way over there?
1: I mean, I was kind of scared, in all honesty, because it was like I've never been to a prison before. So you're like, you're just trying to gather everything you know about prisoners and just try to understand how to act. Like, should I say, what's up? Should I say, how you doing? Should I just be hella cool? I, it was just, you did, I didn't know how to act in the honesty, but yeah.
2: So so take listeners through. The, the moment we walk in and we have to go through security and sign our life over, yeah. what did you experience that day and what did we do with the prisoners?
1: Um, so we just, uh, we got there. We went through like the security check. And I actually forgot my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so like I was wearing a sweater and they asked you like do you take it off and I realized because we had just come straight from practice and I forgot my shirt so I was like I had to borrow Evans because he had two so that was that was that was a stupid mistake but um we go yeah so we got there we um started to we talked for we talked with uh, a couple of them for like uh, five minutes and we you know, did some basketball drills you know had some good fun played some games and then we ended off with some scrimmage. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. One thing that
2: I've learned just going here for years is at the beginning, there's always a feeling out process where yeah. our team's kind of hanging out one corner, the inmates are. Yeah, yeah, and I you don't really know how to interact with each other, but the thing that connects is the ball. Yeah. As soon as the ball comes out and guys start shooting around and they start playing sure. one-on-one and start doing drills, and all of a sudden there's this connection that is formed because of basketball when you interact. So how did you start break that tension where – People are separated, but then all of a sudden we start to unite and we start to yeah. really get to know each other.
1: I think it was literally really just like the second the buzzer came out, like you said, we just started to shoot around. Guys were rebounding for each other. Guys were passing to each other like, hey, good shot. You know, guys were dunking. And it was like, okay, you're getting up. And just like, <laughs> they respected like just the fact that we were ballers. And, you know, that was it just made it so much easier to just talk to them as men. The bull like started the conversation, and we just kept it going.
2: And one of the one of the fun things to watch is, within five minutes of the basketball being out, you forget. Yeah. You forget that there's inmates and there's Indiana Wesleyan College basketball players. You're just out there having fun, and you see it on the faces both ways that people are just hanging out with the ball and and mm-hmm. fellowshipping, and you forget all else that was going on off the field. Now there was one moment I, re- I remember with you so near the end they really wanted to scrimmage yeah and we <laughs> yeah. really didn't want to obviously because yeah. one we can't with you know have an actual exhibition mm-hmm. and we're playing in two days so we don't want some of our guys who are playing a lot of minutes out there running up and down yeah. so we threw a couple red shirts um and just random guys out there and there was a moment where you went down the lane and you dunked on <laughs> yeah. one of the inmates take, take, take us into that moment
1: so um yeah we had been playing for a couple of minutes we were kind of warm and uh we got like a rebound they were not the best shooters so i I brought the bull up <laughs> like i'm just in transition and like there's like there's an open lane but then the inmate comes across so i'm already like d- like decided to dunk it he comes across kind of late i just like yam it on the edge. <laughs> i was like after i dunked it i was like how does one respond in this situation like <laughs> These are prisoners. Just think about like they could t- potentially hurt you if you talk a bit too much. So I was just like, okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just flex a little bit, you know. Just like I felt like the man though. Like I really felt like just an OG. Like nobody could touch me for that moment. But, yeah. yeah, it felt good.
2: <laughs> and then so after after we're done playing, we transition to a time where we just have a an open sharing time, and Coach Tonegal opens up and just kind of shares who we are as a team, and he opens the mic up. And anybody in the gym, any man can come down and share. What did you hear as different people started to open up?
1: Just the stereotypes start to, like, fall away. And just there's a relationship that builds. And it was beautiful to see. Just, like, men that you would think would be, like, they wouldn't have any regret for the acts that they committed. But these men were actually the most humble and grateful men you'd ever seen, probably. Because they, they'd realized the mistakes that they had made, you know, and just realizing that the image that they set for the next generation is just so, like, important on setting them up for becoming great men, great leaders, great husbands, just everything like that. So that was, I really respected, I I I made the mistake of kind of jumping to conclusion about the guys, but when they just started talking to me and kind of teaching me lessons, it was really, it was really... It was really deep and just impactful on me.
2: That's one of the powerful things is we can all have stereotypes. Yeah. But once you talk to someone heart to heart and you really get to know them, stereotypes start to break down. And we see that every year. As We're often way more encouraged by the testimonies they share than they are from us. But there's this moment when you saying you're a weekend. You don't know our guys very well at this point, but mm. you decide to get up and share. Can you just talk, what was it, how much courage did it take to get up and share? What was on your heart? And what did you say to everybody?
1: Yeah, it's funny. You think, like, it's easy to share. You just, like, exaggerate every potential outcome of the movement. <laughs> like, you feel like, because we were sitting on the bleachers, and like I feel like if I took one step, I'd just fall off the bleachers and just make a fool of myself. But, um, no, I got up, and I just felt, you know, the need to say thank you to the guys because I was the youngest there just being 17, and these – like, we went from my 17 up to the ages of, like, 60, you know, late early 60s. So, just I told the guys that, yeah, I was probably the youngest there, and they were shocked because, like, I don't look like an average 17-year-old. <laughs> I, re-
2: I remember that moment because <laughs> all of them were shocked, but especially the guy that got dunked on. Yeah. And they were giving him <laughs> something
1: for getting dunked on by his 17-year-old. Yeah. I probably just made the situation worse. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, He's still hearing about it. Yeah. But it was um I just like felt they need to say thank you for just setting it like an example for me. And I feel like they probably don't hear that a lot because being prisoners, they're probably the ones that people would use as an example to kind of scare their kids. Like this could happen to you if you make mistakes, but I think it was more of I want to have the mindset you guys have, but just not make the mistakes that mm. you guys did. And they they were completely like open-hearted and agreed with me completely saying that I you like the 17 was when they first started committing their first crimes and so just seeing me you know being in college and just like now again being put into a life where i have to be more independent they just really wanted to they were just really encouraging saying that hey like don't don't mess it up you know just don't take it for granted just use every second you have to the best of your ability and that was really encouraging
2: and you articulated at a very high level that day, but I think the thing that everybody appreciated was the humility that you shared with yeah. both the inmates and our players. And I, and I know talking to Trevor Wade afterwards, he actually said there was just this moment there where we knew Tim was one of us. And it's not that anyone was doubting that before, but um, you know people can kinda try to come to a locker room and prove who they are yeah. rather than just be humble and say, hey, I'm here to grow and I, I, wanna, um, I just want to get better. And it was it was that day I think that cemented who you were in our locker room. And you'll hear in upcoming episodes how even as a, a redshirt, you made a big impact on different guys, including Evan Maxwell, at different times in the year. So as you reflect on that day, how did that set the the pace for you to have an impact on the team, even though you couldn't play in games?
1: I think one thing I've noticed with this team is that if you're if you open up about your spirituality, there's like a, you get this just a high level of respect that you attain. That's why Coach T is probably like, the we just respect him so much. Like he can be so down to earth and he can also be the most openly spiritual man. Talk about anything with just such humility, like any of the coaches are. And it's just that just, cause society nowadays really places a standard on men to just not want to open up about anything. And I feel like this team has broken those stereotypes and we just, we kind of encourage it not kind that of, we do encourage it and I just love that and I think because that was just me that was just one experience where I felt compelled to just do that I feel like I earned that respect and it's like it's just a feeling where I got closer to the guys I became like I just one step closer to just you know calling this my family and that was really exciting.
2: And it was another example of how depth in relationship can actually set us up to to go deeper and go farther as a team. And when we come back, Coach Tonigal is going to talk about that in the prison trip. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group who is building a culture of I am third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG president, Trent Daly. Pursuing the I am third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency, we are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined again by Coach Tonegal. And Coach, uh, you were last on two episodes and we were talking about coming off that two-game losing streak. And last episode, we heard from Coach Osborne and some players about the Florida trip and just the continued growth and some of the ways we saw our guys go deeper. So what do you remember about how you were feeling as you were watching the team at that time of the season?
0: Well, I think we continued to project over top of uh, the team was the box first line. And if we had a box mentality, it would have been easy at that moment to say, we're just not in right now. We're, we're not the team that we want to be. And that would have stunted our growth, but, but to encourage and challenge each other, to, to continue to project that line mentality. Yes, we may not be where we want to be on the line, but at least we're honest about it. And every day when we walk into practice, if we're honest about it, we can attack the weakness in front of us and then move forward. So I felt like we were moving in the right direction at that moment.
2: So we come back and we, we have a couple games, but also every year during the Christmas break, we go to the prison and, and we spend time with the inmates there. We talked in season one in depth about the purpose of that. But just reflect again, why is it so important for our team to do things like this where we go and serve others and, and take ourselves out of our immediate circumstance?
0: I mean, the prison's a heart reset for, for our entire program, and uh, we always walk out of there greatly encouraged. And I, I always ask our guys this at the beginning, and it's somewhat eye-opening for our new guys, but I said, if we had to go spend the day with Jesus, where would we go, like physically? And often I think the answer is, well, let's go to church. And I challenged them to think, well, where, where might Jesus be? And the reality is, if you read the Gospels and you pay close attention, Jesus isn't spending his time at church. He's spending his time on the margins. He's spending his time in a place like prison because as he says himself, he didn't come to, to uh, be with the healthy, but he came to be with the sick and he came to seek and save the lost. And you know, the prisons represent a place of extreme hurt, but at the same time, they, they represent a place of restoration and extreme hope. And I think that's what I think blows our minds every time we go in there. There's a lot of hope in that place. And as we're gonna get to when we share at the end, we hear a lot of that hope.
2: It's so fun as we walk in to, to see the walls break down as we, we, we kind of enter in. And there's a little bit of a feeling out process where the inmates are shooting on one hoop and our guys are kind of shooting, and then they start to intermingle. And then by the time it's done, we spend a couple hours where we're just playing games and doing drills, and people are having a blast. And to, to see the joy both ways, uh, it's almost like we forget where we're at and we're just brothers out there on the core
0: really is. I think the uh, you walk in with an idea that they live in a completely different world. And on, on some aspects they do, but on some aspects they don't. And I think a lot of us, if we're open to to, to the Holy Spirit, and and I've walked out of there very convict, convicted that I'm not that much different than many of those guys. And, and I feel that connection when I'm there. And it's humbling. I, I walk away and I hear those stories and I realize, why did I grow up in a two-parent home? Why did I have you know, loving friends and a great community. If I was born in some of those situations, where would I be? And it I don't have answers for that, but it just draws me to the Father in a, in a place of gratitude that uh, I often do not walk in with. But the highlight
2: is always at the end when there's a time of sharing where you open up the floor and just say, if anyone's got anything of their heart, they can share. And it's its always amazing what happens in that time.
0: It really is. And uh, they end up encouraging us in many ways. So what happens is one by one, somebody just shares what God is doing. And, and I t- I'll tell you this, God is very active in the prisons and God is moving in, in the lives of those men. And then it causes our guys to get up and share. And uh, I th- one of the things we'd like is putting our guys in uncomfortable situations. And it's pretty uncomfortable to be sharing your testimony in a prison, but there's, there's some freedom in that. And I think when Tim, our new guy stepped up, he'd been with our program for a week maybe, and just shared very authentically. Uh, it was that moment where we said, man, uh, Tim is is guy that fits in, obviously, but Tim's gonna be a guy that leads our team because if he's this authentic on day one, imagine what he's gonna be as he gets really comfortable with our team. Yeah, it was a powerful moment because so often we go in there, we're, we're watching the, the new guys
2: more than anything because the older guys have been there, they're a little bit more comfortable, but it's an uncomfortable situation for the younger players. And then to see a guy like him step up and share with, with everybody was really powerful. So last thing, coach, how would you challenge others? So. Maybe not every leader can take his, his team or the group he leads to the prison, uh, but, but what way would you push or, or challenge leaders as you think about this experience for us?
0: Well, as, as you pursue I Am Third, and, and it starts with God first, it, it's not an intellectual ascent. Uh, it's get out there and get your hands dirty. And whether that's in your local community, at a food bank, whether that's with at a hospital, You know we we know our world is broken and uh, the hope we have is that through the gospel um, God can restore things and he uses us to restore things so find the brokenness and just be willing to step into that brokenness and I think you'll be amazed at what God can do on our next episode we're going to talk
2: practical discipleship giving a living example of how the pursuit of God first elevated the team to new levels in the first half We're gonna have a conversation with Coach Tonegal about that example from the season and the meaningful impact of prayer and fasting on the program over the years. In the second half, Tim Adetukasi, Evan Maxwell, and Coach Osborne are going to share how that living example played out practically for them personally and for the team. You won't want to miss it.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, Please rate
2: or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask iWo Hoops on a future episode, hashtag askiwoohoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWU Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.